All right. Thank you guys for coming back to listen to another episode. I'm here with Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Danielle. How has quarantine been treating you? We're on week 16 or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh my God. Um, it's been good. I've built some good habits during this whole thing. So that's a plus. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's been a little chaotic. <laughs> right. Are you still in like the D.C. area? Yep, I'm in Woodbridge. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Me too. Still here. Yeah. <laughs> Still here. <laughs> Do you want to stay around here forever? Like, not um, necessarily Woodbridge, but like DC-ish Maryland. Well, I've been thinking about it because I know a lot of people, it's probably just like a hometown thing, but like growing up in your hometown, like everyone always says they want to leave and mm-hmm. like there's more opportunities other where other places. But um, I've been thinking lately that there are actually like a lot of opportunities here and like a lot of things that like can be tackled here and like ways you can progress and network and it's Mm -hmm. like it's like we're sleeping on where we're from because like it's so much to be seen so many people to meet like and so many people want to come here and like you don't even Mm -hmm. realize it until you're not here anymore and then you're like oh wow like that's where I'm from so (laughs) (laughs) that's so so true there are a lot of times that I want to leave and I still might want to leave and come back Mm -hmm. I don't know but I'm like this there's so many talented people here. I yes. do feel like there's a desire to just see what else is out there, but mm-hmm. DC has a lot of like smart, talented, brilliant people. Um, yes. And I hate the idea that all of that brilliance and talent is somewhere else. Right. Um, even though there's so much of it here. But yeah. I want to talk to you mostly about your business because I love talking to business owners. I love talking to black <laughs> women business owners, especially when they're from my hometown. So how long have you been making and designing your own clothes? Well, uh, the first time I remember making my own clothes was the first time ever was my junior year of high school. And actually, I had gone back to, well, my actual hometown, Arlington, and Mm -hmm. I had moved back there, and I took a fashion design course in school, and that was the moment that when it kind of hit me, like, wow, I can actually do this? Like, Mm -hmm. that was the first time I made a garment from, like, start to finish, and it was such a great feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, like, I could do this forever, so... (laughs) It was really cool. And um, after that, like, I bought my own sewing machine for home and I bought a mannequin and it kind of like all bloomed from there. And like, it was crazy because being in the class, it made me realize that things like just weren't as complicated. Even things I had questions about, like the teacher would make it so simple. And like, you're just like, oh, okay. There's really your own style to do everything, you know? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I have been saying this is just an idea I got in my head that I want to learn how to make my own clothes partially because I'm tired of like having to rebuy stuff with like yes. fast fashion being a thing. And I just feel like my body is not made for clothes that are in stores for the most part. Yeah. I just yeah. want to learn or there's stuff that I'm like, I want to buy this I and say, I can't find it. It's not even that 
like your body's not made for the clothes. The clothes aren't made for like our body. Right, like, right. Real women. So mm-hmm. it's not even like a your body thing. It's just like, you know, that's just how they are. So I think that would be a great idea for you to get right. started. It There's makes so me... much like videos no. and Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me so nervous though, because I'm like, I'm sure whatever I make, the first like 20 things I try to make will probably be a mess. But <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. You'd really be surprised. There's so much information out there and like tutorials. And that's even something that I want to get into, like tutorials and things like that. So it's you would possible, be girl. so good at that because you have such a like bright energy. Like, oh, I would totally you. watch your videos teaching me how to make stuff. Thank but, you. <laughs> so when did you reach the point where you wanted to start your own business, starting K Tahara and selling clothes? Well, um, in high school, I kind of, when I graduated, my uh, idea of like my future was that I wanted to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. And there were like so many people who would tell me like, I would kind of be like, yeah, I want to be a nurse, but like, I really love making clothes. And people were kind of like, yeah, you can do that on the side. Like, you know, whatever. But being a nurse is so cool. So it actually wasn't until pretty recently that I really like, sat down with the idea that like yeah this is what you want to do with your life like it didn't feel right doing anything else Mm -hmm. so even when I got into the medical field I found myself like just always still thinking about having my own business and you know designing clothes and doing all these things and I'm like I want my entire life to be like fulfilling like that not just you know I go to work and then I come home and it's like now I can do this and that you know Mm -hmm. I kind of want my life to revolve around fashion and what I want to do so that's awesome and you have like I'm not joking like just this brightness off of you and I feel like comes (laughs) off of people who are doing what they are supposed to be doing you know what I mean like I mean I'm sure you would have would be a great nurse but like (laughs) going going after what you're supposed to do there's like a calmness and a happiness about people who are doing that It's ironic because like it was, I was like sitting in the car with one of the, I was like medical assisting um, a surgeon at the time. And I was like in the car with him. He was taking me like across the street to the hospital. I was going to see my sister there and he had worked there. So my sister had just had babies, but anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so I just rode over there and like, we were just small talking and like, I told him that I love to design clothes and I want to, you know, I have this whole, like, business plan and this and that. And it's so funny because he is the one who told me, like, you know, if that's what you really want to do, like, just go for that all the way because being a nurse will consume your life and, like, you might as well go after what you love. And I was like, you know, I've been trying to convince people of that. They make me feel crazy. And he's like, no, take it from me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. And that was just, like, this past year so that's when I was like you know what I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna do it (laughs) yeah so is this your full-time job yeah it is that is so cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. I think sometimes like friends or family they don't want you to 100% just jump out there and do it sometimes Mm -hmm. out of love because they're just like wait (laughs) you still need to like have a roof over your head and be able to take care of yourself um, but that is so cool. I am very, I admire that. I'm trying to get Thank it. Thank you. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you about during all of this among the pandemic, but specifically with the 
protests that have been going on and all of the resurgence of Black Lives Matter things. Um, a lot of fashion brands who profit off of Black people primarily have said a whole lot of nothing and have <laughs> done pretty much nothing. Right. Um, like Fashion Nova and brands similar to that who mm-hmm. really haven't shown up for us the way that we show up, you know, for their bank accounts. So how, how important is it for you to highlight those issues and to show off diverse models um, on your website? Because they don't really show a lot of Black people either. Even no. Mostly <laughs> Black people are buying their stuff. Yeah. Um, it's so important to me. Like, it's one of the most important things. It, to me, like, it's just so unfair that brands treat Black people that they treat us as if we're good enough to be the foundation and the inspiration and the background music Mm -hmm. and, you know, like on the mood board and everything else. And like in the stylist, you know, portfolio, whatever. But like, we are perfectly good enough to, if not overqualified, actually to be the face of your brand. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they always short us in that way is like, so ironic to me and such a loss for them and to be honest i can't like i i don't hate to say it I, i'm just gonna say it <laughs> i can't wait for like the fall of those companies because to me you shouldn't have to be taught these things you knew we were valuable when you were inspired by us you knew mm-hmm. we were consumable when you were inspired by us why is it that we have to go out of our way to say oh hey we deserve to be the face of your brand we deserve to be on the cover of this and the cover of that if anything we're overqualified mm-hmm. so it's like i really we can do away with those brands because i feel like most alterations at this point are performative and there are things behind the scenes that still aren't being handled taken care of or even owned up to or admitted mm-hmm. to And these are the same brands that even if they try to fix the public face of their, their brand, like they're still doing awful things to people in other countries and unethical things. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's all just fake. So it's like (laughs) from the ground up, like I would much prefer a real authentic, genuine brand. And like, that's what my brand is. Like it's built on authenticity. So for me, it's like, I just, I want those brands to go. I think right. they will come. So I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm trying to make sure my brand can stand on everything I believe in. That it'll get there one day where, you know, everything is homegrown. So <laughs> that is awesome. And it seems like it should be a no brainer between right. supporting small brands that are black owned and that are ethical and that show us and highlight us and celebrate us and Mm -hmm. are just like well here's one black girl every 30 times that we post something (laughs) (laughs) like Um, when they start tweeting about it here's the you know right exactly (laughs) like all right now that you guys have complained so much we'll finally (laughs) acknowledge you but i there are so many businesses that you don't have to beg and they are doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But brands like that, like Fashion Nova and all them other ones, they survive because people are still buying from there. Because I don't really shop there. I haven't shopped there in a few years, but I bet you at the same time they were apologizing for not posting black people or posting about black issues, they also had a big sale 
where a whole bunch of people probably bought their stuff just because it was cheaper. And it's annoying to me to see that a lot of people just don't want to pay extra for our own stuff. Like when they see Mm -hmm. people who do hair or make clothes or do nails or whatever it is, they're like, well, why does it cost so much? Like, it's so expensive. It's homegrown. (laughs) Right. But those same people will turn around and pay, pay crazy amounts for shoes and designer clothes and purses. So... What what do you think that comes from that people devalue our own stuff? Well, <laughs> um, to be frank, I think that is a product of white supremacy mm-hmm. <laughs> in the media in the in in the world. Um, I think that we have been taught that once things have been repackaged by people, aren't uh, by people that aren't us, somehow they're made better or more valuable, which is not really our fault. It's the way the media and society is set up. So I think that um, when it comes to clothing and a lot of things we do with our appearance, sometimes like those things are rooted in status and looking, uh, coming off a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I think that when people think, oh, if I wear um, a black owned brand, you know, like, and I walk out and nobody knows who it is, it kind of loses the appeal. It has no, no status attached to it. But also, so basically what I'm saying is I think that people are paying for status, (laughs) you know, that's that's why they'll, they'll dish it out because they know, yeah. And when I go outside, people are going to know I have on Gucci or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's up to us to, show our our brands like made by us and for us that they are valuable that they are luxurious and that they represent these things for us and what we sometimes don't realize is that trust me once they represent those things to us they'll represent them to the world because in a lot of ways you know our footsteps are kind of being walked in especially in the fashion industry that's just Mm -hmm. how it is so I think that um it's really up to us to invest in each other, you know, if we can in in the ways that we can and make sure we remind each other that we're just as valuable as the Gucci and the Louie and everything Mm -hmm. else, you know, see each other's talent and each other's drive and kind of be, be moved to support by, you know, off of those things, not so much whether somebody's going to know you have money or not, you know? So Do you think we're going to reach that point where Black designers are finally held up to the same level as white designers that have been here forever, pretty much? Um, Absolutely. I actually think we're closer than we've ever been to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, again, we are kind of seeing our value of, you know, just our, just us being us, you know, Mm -hmm. just existing and and our dollar and, and everything, like, it's so important and it's shaped this world and so many industries. And I think we're finally seeing kind of what we say goes. So the fact that we're putting money into each other and things that we like, it's kind of inevitable that, you know, it's kind of going to be the fruits of our labor. So I think we are going to hit that point soon where we're rocking each other and, you know, doing all that. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, I think so too. So you're in a relationship, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how long have you been with your girlfriend? Six years. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Aren't you like what, 23? Yes. 23? Oh my God. Yes. So you've been so a, we met when a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's been here for all kind of the parts of how this got started. How has she helped you and supported you um, through this journey? <sighs> she's been so supportive. She really has from the beginning. She is just. It, it she really like it's like she really believes I can do anything like it's kind of weird almost because it's like anything I bring to the table she's like yeah babe like you can do that like you know you got it and I'm like are you sure like sometimes it's just like uh are you in reality she like believes in me so much but it's like so necessary it's a good feeling because especially for someone like me i'm a perfectionist i get down on myself a lot so it's helpful to have someone there that always remembers that you can pick it up and you can do certain things so it's been wonderful <laughs> she's yeah. very supportive that's awesome i think for a lot of people like when you're starting out and doing your own thing and going on a path that's not like cookie cutter um, right you need someone who's down for the ride and who's gonna support you because I mean it's difficult to go through school and be with someone but when you're completely forging your own path and there is no handbook on how to do it yeah do you know what your love languages are um I think <laughs> I would say minor words of affirmation and um like quality time yeah so um it works the words you know <laughs> her her like motivating me and things like that it's it's really helpful yeah so. words of affirmation is one of mine too and i i need to hear i'm doing a great job and this yeah. is great <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel like a big baby sometimes but it's right. like <laughs> whatever <laughs> mm -hmm. so what's the best part for you about being your own boss um the creative freedom and being able to be standing on and like a part of a company that like I stand in the morals and the values and like all the important things kind of are at my hands. So I really love that I get to be creative and I get to express things the way I want and I get to say what I want and do what I want and just like be free working. Um, like one thing it taught me was just that sometimes it gets very hard. You think the job is going to be the hard thing. And then it's like the people you work under or like the environment and things that are so out of your control. And I remember like, I would say a lot of times, like, I feel like a wolf being led by sheep. Like, I hate this. Yes. <laughs> this is so dumb. Like, why do I work for these people? So it's like, being able to just be full-fledged in control of everything i love that so much <laughs> yeah that's a good like phrase i've never heard that before a wolf being <laughs> led by sheep because a yeah. lot of people get put in charge of stuff just because they've been doing it a long time and oh my they don't, god yes. beyond that they're like well i'm an expert on this why do i need to know yes. how to be a leader when those are oh not my the god, same yes. thing. An expert <laughs> and a leader are not the same thing. Yes. And a whole bunch that, of experts are just put in charge. And that it goes to shit. In, in the medical field, I saw that happen a lot. Where it's mm. like, what do you know? Besides the fact that you've been here for 25 years, like that's all you know. It's like they start spewing it like a 
Teddy Berry just squeeze the hand and that's all they say. Like, I've been doing this for a long time. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's so, like you said, leadership, things like that. So many other things lack sometimes and it just makes for a mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So if you got the opportunity, let's say Rihanna's brand calls you and says, we want you to stop your business and work for us. Would you do it? I probably only I probably only even consider that for Rihanna. So it's funny that you said that because I love Rihanna. Like if it was her, I would consider it. I'm not even sure if I could just throw the whole thing away. Like this business is my baby. So I think that if it was a company where I agreed with what they represent and they allowed me to be free creatively that I could really consider like going in and working with them and probably maybe doing my own thing on the side. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I, I would definitely be up for that because there will be so much to learn. And I think that I could teach a lot as well. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of creative people need to remember that we have things to teach and offer also, you know, it's not just about waiting for who can, make us feel that way you know yeah we're talented so (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I'm not at all like at the level that you're at business wise but if I really (laughs) really want to work for like probably Amazon only because Mm -hmm. they are the biggest bookseller in the country Mm -hmm. and they also own Audible so they're the biggest audiobook seller and most people who have ebooks are using a Kindle so they own books from every angle and mm-hmm. I, I want to compete with them so yeah. I want to work because they don't have any competition for like That's hardcover true. books Barnes and Noble but like there's no when where else do you get audiobooks I don't even That's know of so another true. company and they need competition so I would work there to learn the business and then I mm-hmm. would leave and start yes. to try to compete with them I'm so here for that. I'm so here for that. Yeah. That's a great idea. Maybe <laughs> 20 years and then I will be there. <laughs> okay, so where do you vision Kay Tahara being, like, going? Do you want a brick-and-mortar store? Do you want to be in a department store? What do you, where do you see yourself going? Um, yes, a brick and mortar is my dream. I can't wait to have like a physical store that I can go to every day and just like, be there, like Mm -hmm. sleep there, like whatever. (laughs) So um, I really want that. Like, I really want um, an atelier one day where like, I can make all my things and like do custom things and things like that. And I want a warehouse one day for, you know, like my brick and mortar and offices and all that stuff. So I wanted to expand to like its greatest heights, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's like my baby, you know, I just want to see it at its full potential and grow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could see you doing all of that. Like you seem very committed to it. And I feel like that's half the battle is like Mm -hmm. deciding what you're going to do and really sticking with it. Yeah. Um, And so many people, I feel like whatever it is they do, whether it's a business or um, doing something online, like a YouTube channel, most people just fail because they stop doing it. Mm -hmm. And 
it's I feel like you're gonna keep doing it and it's gonna be great yeah <laughs> thank you so in the beginning was did you have someone to help you figure out like setting up an online store and all of that stuff what was the process like of becoming a business owner um well I did those things myself <laughs> I wow. did a lot a lot of research um i read a lot i watched a lot of videos until i felt like my knowledge was kind of at this like cap which it's like it's not but it gets to a point where you have to execute something you know before you can keep going so i kind of hit that point and then i was like okay i think i can do this and i'm the type of person where i get very stuck in my head and my thoughts and it gets hard for me to execute things sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that took me time also to like, not only just learn it, but kind of like get ready to do it. But once the time came, like I just took it step by step and um, kind of created everything from scratch. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. do you still shop at other at stores or do you make all your own stuff? Um. It wasn't like one day that I just decided, but I can't remember the last time I shopped like out or even ordered something online. I just ordered, um, I ordered this nose ring and I ordered some hoops <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got like a purse the other day, but mm -hmm. that's it. And like, oddly enough, those are all accessories, which mm -hmm. I want to add to Kate Tahara also. So wow. eventually I won't even need anyone for that either. So I kind of like, want to keep it you know the way it is I kind of feel like I want to just keep creating things and you know buying within my own business and other black businesses so yeah I that is so cool like <laughs> Thank you. I wish I could do that I feel like I don't know when did society reach the point where everybody stopped learning how to do that I feel right. like there was a point where everybody knew at least how to make basic stuff I can barely yeah. like, sew a hole in a shirt closed so <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm that is so you, cool if you go on YouTube today you'll probably learn how to make something that's like it's gonna stand out to you and you'll be like this is the thing I want to make and you can go for it I'm telling you you take it step by step and you can do it <laughs> okay I'll I'll take your word for it I think you have more confidence in me than you do <laughs> <laughs> thank you um okay so what advice would you give to someone who wants to start their own business <sighs> well um one I would say come up with a plan <laughs> mm -hmm. have a plan get it down be organized um believe in yourself as cliche as it sounds and some days you won't and that's okay and on those days just do it anyway you know <laughs> make that thing anyway or write that thing anyway or whatever the case may be and um yeah oh budget <laughs> yes. budget and um also I found that like since I've had my business, like, I know I keep comparing it to a child, <laughs> which for some people might be weird, but no, it's kind of it like, is. It is like a child. Thing, yeah. It, it's like when that thing comes into your life that just makes you want to do better all around. And so I, there's so many habits in my general life that I've been trying to tackle that will help me in my business. 
like I totally was not organized you know I I was kind of all over the place and things like that and for my business I kind of started in other areas of my life with the hope that it will spread there and it did like organizing and being on task and not procrastinating which is like my biggest like mm -hmm. enemy is procrastination so all those things like make good habits and that that's really important <laughs> yeah that's good advice like thank you i like the quote um life isn't about finding yourself it's about creating yourself mm -hmm. and you really have to decide whatever person you want to be. I don't, I don't know anyone who doesn't want to be a successful person, mm -hmm. um, whatever successful means to you. And you kind of right. have to figure out, okay, what kind of person do I need to be to achieve that? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's awesome that you planned it out and thought it out. I need to get better at that. I like <laughs> it's, a, it's a process. Trust yeah. Me. <laughs> Do you did you read like any specific books or anything to get you ready or to help you organize things? Um, I did. I had really with when it came to uh like the business aspect, I read more articles and like online, <laughs> you know, information than anything else. I found that a lot of books that I found were kind of outdated <laughs> um but like you know fashion is a fast changing fast-paced industry and um also oh i read a book by um a girl she has a youtube channel her name is jance charte i believe mm -hmm. j-a-n-c-e and then um c-h-a-r-t-a-e I believe. And she has a <laughs> book on um, starting a boutique. So I got that book and it was very simple and um, like a very good little handbook. So that was good. But other than that, I kind of just stayed online and was absorbing it all or like, mm -hmm. you know, planning as I read and things like that. So, yeah. So how long was the, um, I guess, the point that you decided you wanted to start your own business? Like, how was, long was the planning and research part, too, from when you finally launched? Um, well, it was stretched out um, mm -hmm. for a long time because, again, it was something that I sat on for a while and didn't really do. So for years, really, I was just, like, absorbing things. And then I would say I had this surge between, like, spring of last year and um, till November of 2019 is when I launched. So during that period was kind of when I took the knowledge and the action and kind of started doing things. And that was the point where like, it was going uphill and the research was expanding. Like my options were expanding because I was learning as I was going and things like that. So probably then. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's pretty quick though. <laughs> it sounds quick to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but, okay. So, I think that's so cool. I have this idea for this project I want to do, but it's going to take at least, like, a year mm -hmm. to do all the reading that I want to do for it. I've seen a lot of people, um, you know, talking about just supporting Black brands and Black businesses, and I read a lot, <laughs> so... I want to give like a intro course to black literature and I have all the different topics like 
poetry, Harlem Renaissance books, comics, 21st century novels, like regional Black stories for different okay. parts of the world. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like 70 books, <laughs> which I can do that in a year if I'm very committed. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just like, geez, that the commitment that it takes to decide you want to do something and stay committed the whole time is admirable. I, I don't, that's, I'm not diagnosed, but I feel like I have ADD sometimes and I'm like, that sounds good. Yeah. And then I do something else. <laughs> I get that completely. That's a really good idea though. I actually, I also have an Instagram page where uh, it's like a little book club mm -hmm. and I do like, you live just did the live reading. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. So, um, and, but I want to eventually center it around like black writers also mm -hmm. in black literature so that would be really cool because you know I kind of have a database with you and like <laughs> you know so yeah but I've been trying to um kind of get some titles down and things like that and, and narrow it out but yeah so far the the book that I read um on Sunday was by a woman of color and then mm -hmm. next Sunday I'm gonna read um a book by Janae Aiko so I didn't kind know of, she had a book until I saw you post it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a poetry book, so. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, it's just a lot of different topics because I want to be, I want to cover as many different areas as possible. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be a big project. But I, even if I'm just doing it for myself and I never actually end up posting the whole project, <laughs> I just will feel accomplished for her reading um, reading more Black literature, because I feel like yeah. it doesn't get celebrated enough at all. Yeah, even... you can do it. Thank even you. Even if you go little by little, or yeah. even if it takes a little over a year, like, I mm -hmm. definitely think you could accomplish it, though. Thank you. I, <laughs> I hope so. I will try. Um, but since you're such a book lover, can you give us some book recommendations? Well, it's funny because I haven't I kind of took a break from reading before. Well, you know those involuntary reading breaks where you <laughs> yes. just haven't read like you should. So I haven't read anything new. I just started a book called Clap When You Land. And mm -hmm. that is also by a woman of color whose name I can't remember right now, unfortunately. But the book is called Clap When You Land. And then I just, I'm almost finished with another book called um, When a Man Falls from the Sky. And it's um, a collection of short stories. And um, yeah, so I'm trying to f finish those two, narrow it down. And then, um, and one of my favorite um, authors was um, Jillian Flynn. So I love her. I've, yeah, I've read a lot of her dark, twisted books. Yes. <laughs> so she's yeah. the author of Gone Girl, if anybody yes. doesn't know. Yeah. Yes, she's a fave of mine, so yeah. Yeah, I'm obsessed with her. Right now I'm reading um, All About Love by Bell Hooks. I, oh. I like it. I didn't realize, I saw somebody post on Instagram, like everybody thinks that knowing how to love is intrinsic and that it's just something that we all know how to do, but really mm. we, you should research it and like educate yourself on it. And oh, wow. so that's what I'm trying to do now <laughs> to be better at loving myself oh, and so everyone nice. else. <laughs> that's so nice. So is it like a self-help kind of book or like it is not it's, fiction? No, it's not fiction. Oh, okay. It's kind of 
a combination of the research she's done. It's it's pretty much like a research self-help type of book, but she does talk about her own experiences in the book too. It's That's good. so cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. I love romance. Yes. <laughs> so. I am trying to be good at it. So <laughs> There's That's like very n- nice, though, that you're putting the effort forth because a lot of people don't, and they're just like, take it or leave it, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, I didn't realize, she was talking about, like, the definition of love um, mm-hmm. and how what a lot of us think love is, like, affection and care, but there's, like, a whole bunch of other parts of love, like responsibility and knowledge and accountability and I'm like, oh, I guess I did just think it was like really liking them and liking them so much that I'll do nice things for them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more than that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. It's good. I've been kind of slow with my reading. I was trying to read a book a week at the beginning, sort of at the beginning of the year, but I think I'm a couple mm-hmm. weeks behind. I'm at 21. Oh, wow. Go you. Thanks. Okay. So last question, maybe. I always ask more questions after I say this is the last question. But uh, what is your dream for your life's work? I'm sorry, for? For your life's work. Like, what impact do you want your life to have on the world, even after you're gone? A big one, um, <laughs> a very big one, which it, it feels weird to say. It feels so like out of reach, but realistically, like that's what I always think about. And um, I want like, I want Kate Tahara to be like a milestone in, in fashion. I want it to change it forever. Like fashion is such a non-inclusive like mm-hmm. it's a very like cookie cutter industry and I want it to be looked at as something that's more ethical and more inclusive and more genuine like the fashion industry as it stands I don't think is looked at as a very genuine industry I think it's mm-hmm. kind of you know even in all the movies and the books and things you know it, it's kind of it comes off a little gimmicky a lot. Mm -hmm. So I really want it to be something more genuine. And there's so many things that like I enjoy doing even outside of fashion that I want to just like be great at so many of them. But Mm -hmm. I just want like, I want to make a change and a difference. And like, I just, I want to penetrate and change a lot of things like a lot of cycles and a lot of like change what people think is the norm and Mm -hmm. just kind of also from a genuine transparent place show people that they can do it they can chase their dreams and they can you know like be a human and Mm -hmm. still you know be as successful as all of the people that they see out here that you know we forget that they they're human, we're human. And of course, we have different circumstances, different resources and all those things. And I think that like, we should highlight that instead of it's always like when it comes to fashion, you just see the luxury and the glamour and you don't really see anything beyond that. So it's like, I think it would be cool to make it a more make it something that seems more tangible and just like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can feel it more. And I think that would kind of bring the aspect of art back into it. Like 
the same way you feel art and it invokes things out of you and things like that. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of been lost. So, yeah. and, and I, a lot of things really, so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's refreshing that you, you are the face of your brand. Like a lot of, even small brands, I have no idea who the owner is or who the <laughs> creator is because all they show is the models and they mm -hmm. never, you know, just like sit down and talk to their people and say like this is what we're coming out with this is what we're doing what do you guys mm -hmm. think um and i like that you do that so thank you i think it's cool i think more brands like i think part of why rihanna all of the things she does are so successful is because she talks directly to the audience about it and people mm -hmm. feel like they have a direct connection and they feel like they're buying from a person right and exactly that is i think that's a good way to go so, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kayla, for being my guest this week. Thank you. And thank you for being flexible. I know we were supposed to do oh, no this last problem. week. but Yeah, it's no problem. Whenever you were ready, I was just excited. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that you considered me, and it's yeah. been such a pleasure. Yeah. I would love to do it again. Me too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, but where can people find you and follow you and buy your clothing? Um, so you can buy at ktahera.com, which is K-A-I-T-A-H-E-R-A. -A um, and my Twitter is ktahera. Uh, my business Twitter is shop ktahera. My business Instagram is shop ktahera. And my personal Instagram is ktahera. And, um, and the, and reading Instagram, I mentioned the book club Instagram, that's read ktahera. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm going to be on YouTube soon, so, and all Yay. that stuff, but for now, just, um, people can follow me there and sign up for emails and things like that, keep up with me on Instagram and Twitter, so, yeah. Okay, well, guys, please go support Kay Tahara, please go support Kayla's business, her book club, everything, her YouTube channel when it comes out, <laughs> I will post about it when it's out, and subscribe to it. <laughs> um your energy is so so good and i really Thank appreciate you. you for doing this um all right i'll talk to y'all next week bye <laughs>